Right up top, I'd like to say that nothing in this podcast should be taken as fact. It's all for entertainment purposes, and nothing is an admission of guilt. Um, this is all for entertainment, and it's it's just good. So just chill and chill. So with that being said, ever since the dawn of humanity, we have come together in celebration, combining the best in art, science, technology, music, food, fun, fashion, and more for great big parties. Now, let me introduce to you, ye ultimate party a podcast where we talk about parties what we like about them what could use some improvement and what are the commonalities between them all i am one half of your hosts the Wollums, and we have a live episode with bonus content at the end so let's just get right into it Hey, Austin. Oh, hey there, Kyle. Hey, we're live at the corner beat, aren't we? We are indeed. And you know what that means? What? Live once again? Live once again, back for the first time. (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm taking off my sweater with the microphone between my legs. This is some stagecraft at its highest form right now. Wow. I know, right? I think you need to have some, like, ribs removed to be able to do that or Uh, something. Hey, man, you would think that, but... (laughs) I can tell you otherwise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Success. <laughs> Success. All right. So for those of you in the audience who don't know why we have chosen our conversation to be so dominant in the room, it's because we're taping a live podcast right now, right in front of you. And we're going to be doing so for probably about the next half hour or so. Yeah. Next 35 minutes. And it is Ye Ultimate Party. And we are talking about party tips today. Austin? You want to start them off with some party tips? Okay. Um, I don't know. Hit them, hit them hard and fast. I guess, I guess to go with the flow, I've, I've definitely been to a lot of parties where people are, like, pushing an agenda. And, like, yeah, you want to do some things in a party and, like, have it be what you want it to be. But, uh, like, you can't, you can't force the agenda, man. No, I know. You just got to let the party take you. That is what we are doing literally right now. We are forcing this party agenda. No, I mean, not to contradict you or anything. I mean, but just putting tips, it not, requ- not requirements, right? It's not like party requirements. Yeah. And speaking of suggestions, but not party requirements, we have this third microphone pointed out to the audience, which everyone can see, but the listeners cannot. And that is if anyone in the audience would like to come up and hit us with a party tip, we would love to hear from you. Like, well, sincerely, I got one. Know your limits. Good good call. Right? Exactly. Both in terms of, like, drug intake and sleep deprivation. You can't, like, party for three days straight with no sleep. Or, like, work a double and then not sleep and then party the next day. One audience not member ideally. is saying you can. <laughs> He's the I mean, dedicated. He's he's the true dedicated. I mean, that fourth day. Well, I mean, really, if you go back to the Bible, which these podcasts always do. Yep. Um, I mean, it seems like God raged hard for like six days and then kind of took that seventh one off. So maybe six is the limit. Okay. And I mean, that's what my tip was, was know your limits. So whatever limit that may be, exactly. You know? yeah. Do each could their own. be three days, could be four days, could be six days. Well, this uh, this helpful guest and I were just having a discussion about knowing your limits as far as like artists and DJs and stuff. That 
there are those that are like, oh, I'll just party a little bit and then play a nice set, and then the partying overtakes the set, and oh man, it's oh, tragedy. Yeah. No, I, well, that's I uh, once heard a fun fact about musicians where it was saying that the drummer gets a bad rap for being an alcoholic. But that's just because they have to be the most coordinated up on stage so that once the concert is over, they're like playing catch up with the rest of the band. Because, I mean, if you're a bassist, if you're a guitarist, if you're especially if you're a vocalist, you can be slamming beers throughout the set. But if you're the drummer, you got to be on point always. Yeah. No slips. I, you're a DJ. How does that factor into your DJing? Um... I, I feel like I can be sloppier. Like you, every every you little could cue be sloppier. No, no, I mean like not that I have room to be sloppier than oh. I am now. But like I don't I don't have to be on point with every button push. Like no. it definitely it definitely helps. But like there's there's like you just bring down the levels and listen to it. Oh, there's, yeah. there's no bringing down the levels of drums. No, Never. you got to go full force all the time. Full scale. All right. Well, that's one from Austin. That's one from me. Audience members, would anyone like to come up to this third microphone and give us a little party tip? Oh, yeah. We got someone coming up. Okay. Okay. So one thing I learned is if you're to the point where you're like wanting to not drink anymore, whether it's just because you don't want to drink or you're too drunk, but you still want to have that social image like you're drinking. Always get that one last beer and have a beer bottle, and you can just leave it empty, and if you just act like you're drinking out of it, nobody can tell through the brown bottle. Mm. Ooh. Learned that a long time. So I'm over there like, yeah, and everyone's like, this guy. But no, it wasn't that guy. It was all <laughs> no. an illusion. So, oh, yeah. that's a good party tip. Thanks. Uh, Give a round of applause for your first guest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Joe's been drinking all night. No, it's just the one beer, but thank you, thank you. Yeah. For th for those of you who are fans of the podcast, you may recognize that voice is Joe Taylor. He uh, had a very awesome party story to tell, but his party tip reminds me of a party story, which was um, in high school, right? There was a uh, there was a party, and people were getting loose. People were getting, like, way loose. I mean, we're talking, like, orgies and hot tubs loose. That's yeah, pretty loose. like strip apples to apples loose. And That's I didn't even know tight. that was a game you could play in a strip format. But um, I just kept filling my solo cup up with water, you know? You want me to explain so strip do, apples do, to do, apples? Does everybody but the winner take off some clothes? See, you would think, but no. The way we had it figured out was whoever was the winner of the round got to choose someone ah. to take off some clothes, right? Which made it kind of a little bit creepier, but what was so funny about it was the the ratio, right, of girls to guys was um, a little bit more skewed to the male side. But it was lucky for the one gay dude who was playing, and he kept poke he kept winning because he was oddly enough the funniest person in the game of apples to apples, nice. and developed a little crush on one guy in the in the game. And the guy by the end was just like, "Please don't make me do this." <laughs> I don't want to take off another article of clothes. I'm so no. done. I don't want to do this. But um, all the women keep calling on me. And you're calling on me, right? And that man was Kevin Spacey. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah. So at this party where everyone was getting loose, um, we were. Uh, they had the solo cups, right? So I just kept filling up my solo cup with water. And just acting as I do, you know, just being a little regular old goofball. And then the next day at school, everyone was coming up to me saying, like, oh, man, 
you were so drunk last night. I kept trying to defend myself saying, no, I wasn't. It was quite water. And they were just saying, no, I saw you, man. You were wasted. I was like, I was definitely not as wasted as that guy walking around with his hand over his junk all night. But (laughs) I had no alcohol and proceeded not to have alcohol for like another year after that. With the reputation of man Kyle yeah goes hard. with the reputation of this dude goes so hard in the pain he drinks all the liquor sometimes you just need to talk the talk exactly <laughs> everyone puts all this emphasis on walking the walk shelf no no <laughs> all right we'll turn it back over to the audience does anyone else have a party tip yeah guest number oh, two yeah. howdy howdy oh hey there so I'm a little bit of an introvert myself, uh, but I find that I, I do enjoy parties a lot. I think a lot of introverts get nervous because there seems to be this pressure to socialize or, or you know, to, to show yourself or whatever. And I found generally it's okay to hang back and observe. Like people aren't there specifically to criticize you. And eventually you'll find a group of people that you'll socialize with and maybe it'll just be a little a little game of socializing here and there and kind of hanging back here and there. But it can definitely be still enjoyable to enjoy the vibe at a party. Most yes. Like yes. That. Thank you. Give a round for Gio, our second guest. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I really like that party tip. Yeah, that's definitely like I, that's that's not a, a a piece of advice I've heard liberally. But I've known that that feeling of like trying to be that go getter and like bust into the circle and be like, "Hey guys, what's going on over here?" And that just that that's like too much sometimes. So if you just hang back and be natural, some like you'll gravitate towards the people. Yeah, I was definitely watching the old YouTubes the other day, the and old there was YouTube. the old YouTubes. For Ye Ultimate Party, and you ever heard heard a School of Life? Is anyone in in here? Yeah. All right. Did you see the episode on parties? No. All right. So they were saying something much along the lines of what you were saying, where a lot of people feel this expectation to be loud and exuberant and uh, drunk at a party, and thinking like, "Oh, I gotta dance." I got to do something, man. Like, this is supposed to be a happy event when just so much of life is kind of this slog of going through your insecurities and just dealing with your problems and uh, and going through it. And a lot of people see a party as like, yeah, we're going to get away from all of that. But what it was saying is like a true good party kind of allows people to de-stress and really re-examine that in a happy light and connect with people on a human basis. So... What he was saying about just like hanging back, like no one's here to judge. The best parties are the ones where people, it starts out as chill and it's like, all right, well, what are we doing here? Well, we're all human. Hey, this is dope. Let's let's share something about our feelings. It doesn't always have to be like this. And, you know, life's kind of hard for you. Is it hard for me? I don't know. I mean, reverse those pronouns. <laughs> and <laughs> but yeah, it can definitely be uh, productive rather than just like... A, a, a method of avoidance like everyone's just like yeah right. we're just escaping the week and it's like no you didn't you can deal with the week rather than just brushing it under the rug exactly and in fact come together as humans it doesn't have to be like this loud bombastic event like it's gonna be in oh, like half an hour bringing the thunder oh yeah but yeah, that, that definitely reminds me of like the i think it was either greek or roman councils would like examine a, a debate and then like think about it analyze it and then all 
all get wasted on wine and mead and stuff and then like reanalyze it and do it mm-hmm. from like the uplifted perspective and like <laughs> balance the two decisions that they've come to. Just what, what's the median between our sober states and our drunken states and then we'll just write that into law. Like, hey <laughs> man, I love you, man. We should build more aqueducts. That will be awesome. Let's <laughs> put water slides in every aqueduct. Yeah. Oh, man. I bet all the peasant children would love that. Water slide aqueducts? Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you just sober back up and think, yeah, that's all. You don't want kids playing in the sewage. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a terrible idea. They're what still going What were we thinking last night? Well, with that being said, we're going to turn it back over to the audience. Does anyone else have a party tip they would like to share with us? We got somebody walking by. Uh, guess, I feel like guests. a good what? tip. I'm, I'm going to hop in. All right, in yeah, here. hop in. Um, just amenities of like food or refreshments and music. Like It seems like every party that we've asked of people like that's definitely a staple of it's just like what do you have for music like no we won't have music like definitely set some sort of an ambiance it doesn't need to be perfect or like wonderful appetizers just get some doritos put them in a bowl like people will get hungry and then munch on doritos yeah shout out to doritos i'm I'm definitely not plugging doritos the crunchy cheesy delicious taste (laughs) of doritos why would we ever plug such flavors as Cool Ranch or Spicy Pepper or... Their new Nacho Fiesta. Yeah. Wobbin' Jalapeno? Poppin' Jalapeno. Yeah, why would we be plugging that? We're not plugging Doritos. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Um, but you just had to bring up that word that I couldn't pronounce last week, right? Oh, you amenities? 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 <laughs> Yeah, I see. I see. You ain't slick. You ain't <laughs> slick. But I mean, we definitely had one party where they were like, "No, no," because well, look at like Burning Man, man. Would you Burning consider, Man, man. Would you consider Burning Man, man, a party? Um. Oh yeah, of course. All right. Show of hands. Is Burning Man, man, a party? Yes. Hands. All right. Yeah. So it is a party. They have few in them. And, Amenities. Amenities. So that's when people come together and do yeah, like yeah, trading. Yeah. But we have another tip. From we the, have another tip. The come up Linda to the Gale mic. Williams. We have a party tip. Uh, you wanna? We'll get this mic stand down. Yeah, bends down. Hi Just like there. a bending straw. Hey there. Hi there. Uh, a couple party tips. One, uh, use protection. Yes. <laughs> Always <laughs> good. Don't be a fool. Wrap it to her. Exactly. A couple smart lads one time told me, "Don't put your stuff in crazy." Yes, good, good idea. And furthermore, getting drunk kind of makes you crazy. So, like, keep it consensual, people. So, with due respect to uh, getting sociably lubricated, if the time comes when you don't want to, no thank you is a complete sentence. Amen. I like it. You don't have to play with that. Um, one other thing, turn your cell phone off and be in the oh, moment. My goodness. Hey. You know, look at somebody in the Yeah. Phone. Let's get some applause for that one. Yeah. Turn your cell phones off. And last but not least, last but not least, I'm all about the food. Yeah. Um, so I found this great spread. All you have to do is get eight ounces of cream cheese, mm-hmm. one cup of mayonnaise, and a package of dry Italian seasoning. Mix that all together. Put mm, it on. Dip central. Put it on the. Make it gel for overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, make it marry itself, and then um, 
put it on crackers or on cucumbers. You can eat that on a phone book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Beautiful. Give it up for the guests. <laughs> That's our Grammy. Yes, yeah, indeed. she showed out. She parties way better all than right. all of us. I, yeah, I, I think, have to imagine. Right. We have a lot to digest after that. I mean, quite literally, because that spread sounds delicious. Ah, yes. And and the 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 put away your phone was brought up again from last podcast in, in a different sense. We I, I love the, the aspect of like that as as like lonely and nervous and like trying to reach out but unsure how to as you are so is that person right next to you and if you just go out on a limb normally it works out well i feel like people aren't like creeped out by that and all yeah i also agree that just talking to someone especially once you get over that little hump of because someone a wise man once told me to use the barracuda approach right which is this where at the beginning of the night, you just walk up to pretty much everyone and you're like, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you. And you just like kind of memorize like one thing about them or maybe like two things about them. And then as you're going through the night, you're just introducing yourself and then those people start getting whittled down and then you start going back to the people you like. Like, hey, we kind of struck up a conversation there and that was pretty cool. Like, how's your night going now that it's half an hour later and and once you start doing that you avoid the awkward well what do we talk about now oh yeah you never really fall into that because you're just constantly moving and shaking and then you know get the get the convection going and you can like fluctuate between everybody exactly i I feel like definitely the hardest part of talking to people is knowing when to just be like well i'm out of here right because yeah that awkward tension where you both know you should probably be walking on but you don't want to break that tie strange exactly you're like we have run out of things to talk about (laughs) um so speaking of which (laughs) the way (laughs) speaking of which yes is there another guest in the audience who would like to give us a party tip No, no, I've got. Wait, you got another one? Do, All right. No, oh. no, gone and lost, gone, and but not forgotten. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. So one thing is, if you know you you have this awesome plan, if you have a backyard to throw like a, a fire or something, have everybody over, but the weather turns to crap. Uh, Netflix has a fire. Um, video that you can Whoa. put on your television oh. and uh, actually I was at a concert once my friend was going back to my home to set up the after party I'm like hey you get that fire started I came home to that <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah it Plus works stuff. though it's, hey, it's entertaining and it's something to watch I find that sort of partying with the TV on with, give it up for the guests Woo. I mean come on give it up for these guys Get, yeah Aww. give it up Aww. for us Give it up for yourselves. Yeah. Give it up for the corner beat. All right. And stop giving it up and value yourself. (laughs) But uh, I really enjoy that one because have you ever been to a party where they have something on TV and there's like the four people and the in the room that just want to have everyone be quiet. They're like, hey, we're trying to watch this. If it's fire, I mean, you don't really have to pay that close attention. You just poke in and be like, ah, yes, I'm, I'm soothed. And now I'm, I'm Yeah. 
Uh, and someone could strike up a conversation. You're not like, shh, I'm trying to watch the fire. Unless you're like. They also have it in Christmas tunes, so if you want to get into the holiday spirit. Uh, Specified Christmas in July status. <laughs> or you can just mute that. Or, yeah. Just, just wait, is that, does it come with the fire? Yeah, yeah, the, it'll, it'll, the fire will be though, and they'll be like, hey, wait, wait, it's like piano Christmas music in the background. So, just for clarity, do they have a non-Christmas fire and a Christmas fire? I think they have like three different seasons they of have fires. Three different fires. Wow. Do they have one that just has like Steve Miller bands, The Joker on repeat, and just like that'd be little, pretty fire. That would be literally pretty, be right? lit. Yeah, and just have, like, the old, like, acoustic versions of classic rock songs that everyone knows how to play. They don't yet. (laughs) (laughs) We can can write in Netflix. Yeah. Do, like, an overlaying psychedelic, like, tie-dye cover. Netflix gives everybody a chance. Exactly. (laughs) The most inclusive network. I like it. Mm -hmm. Ambiance. Yeah. It makes or breaks part. It does. Here's a party tip. If you're going to have a real fire, have a fire pit. And, you know, if you're barbecuing on, like, a charcoal grill or something, just make sure that it's not a grill that will burn onto wood. And if you have it on wood, put, like, a concrete slab under it. Because there was definitely a hole in our patio for quite some time of a charcoal grill that had fallen through. And... Yeah. Yeah, and then we had to replace that patio, and then a dog fell through. So, like... It just one thing leads to another. Just keep your grills. You know, <laughs> just on, keep it keep it safe. Protect keep that the dogs. stuff on deck. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, you see, oh, you see what I did there. Okay. <laughs> All right, audience. Any more party tips? We're gonna keep going. I only have one party tip. But first, I'd like to say you are a beautiful person, Kyle. You're well, thank gem. you. It's you're a beautiful small. person, oh. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but my one party tip is that you just have to be the party that you want to see in the world. Ooh. I like that. Be the party you want to see uh, in the world. I would, I would mic drop if I could, but it's... Please don't drop. That's not <laughs> our mic, actually. <laughs> the, you could drop these ones all you want, not this one. <laughs> yeah, that one's staying put. But yeah, I like well, that. thank you. Give it up for the, the next party tip. Yes. I like it. Be the party you want to see in the world. I've definitely... Uh, been at a lot of parties where I'm like, I'm wanting it to be something else, so I just kind of hold up in the corner, and then people start gravitating towards me as well. It's like Gio's comment. Like you just kind of be yourself and what you want, and those people gravitate towards you. Well, normally when you're in the corner, you're like juggling or doing Diablo sticks or unicycling or... Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's It's like the, the flare gun the, of people that like what I like. Exactly. Like, hey, everybody. Better yet, if it's on fire. You know what? Here's another thing about uh, doing stuff like juggling and whatnot and being the party you want to see. Yes. I, used to, I used to have a strongly held conviction that uh, spinning poi would make me cool and make people want to hang out with me. But it turns out people are kind of uncomfortable coming up and talking to you when you're swinging things at their face. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's on fire. You know? I mean, they won't even let you bring it into concerts anymore, which is ridiculous did you hear you can't bring hula hoops to red rocks i it's like ridiculous but understandable if someone was hooping right next to me at red rocks i'd be a a, a wee bit perturbed yeah i I guess i'd like a sold out show yeah but i mean 
Bring the hoops back, man. Also, really fast, uh, while we're on the subject of Red Rocks and all yeah. that, uh, to the people of the Corner Beat and the people of the world on the internet, on um, the internet. if you're at a concert and you want to mosh, go with the moshers. And if you want to dance, be with the dancers. But don't be that guy that's, like, moshing into another dude because everybody's going to complain about space. So, like, let's just all, like, find that middle ground and, like, dance next to each other. Rather than like dancing at each other, I Joe, you don't agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, disagree. Yeah, that's I'm All I'm right. more than happy with like the the jovial touches, but that guy that's like throwing bows and like oh, sticking yeah. his butt out to try and like widen his space, like just talk to me. We're all people. We can find an agreement. You know. Funny story about that. Typically, if I'm at a show and there's a mosh pit. I am running into that one because no one messes with the crazy kid who's like, I'm going into the violence. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're going to let him through. Um, even if you're going to be happy about it, like you're like, please excuse me. I want to go into the violence. And they're like, all right, yeah, man, go for it. But, um, but in Spain, I was at this festival, right? And it was excision. And for literally every drop, you'd get about three Spaniards just opening up this just pushing people back and they just like push it all back push it all back push it all back wait for the drop wait for the drop and you knew when that was going to happen the drop everyone's going to run into the middle of this pit but that also gave you ample time to walk away from that situation <laughs> just like okay it is opening up i think i'm going to take a few steps back get away right. because all the crazy kids are about to run it so i mean it's one thing i get what you're saying no one likes the person who's just throwing bows in the middle of uh the middle of the twiddle show shout out to joe um, but you know if you are gonna try and start up that mosh pit maybe just a gentle hey let's open this up let's open it up because the crowd is naturally going to collapse in on itself it's like a it literally is like a pot of water boiling yes yeah it, it just kind of comes back but when you when you push out the people it's definitely like the people that just want to like be calm normally like go with the flow and the people that like want to rage against people can, are able to like push through and be there yeah i went to a uh, feed me concert and i went Ooh. around to everybody that was in my general vicinity like yo mosh pit on the next drop and everyone's like yeah yeah mosh pit on the next drop so like i i talked to the majority of the people and then like as soon as the beat dropped i go to the side and the guy behind me chokes me out and puts me in the sleeper hold it was just like no mosh no mosh and at that point, like, I feel like the general consensus was mosh pit, but nobody had my back, and I was already getting choked out, so I was like, all right, fine, no mosh, you got it. Just, no mosh. He was like a peaceful ninja. He just snapped up behind Just, me. like, right as you jump in, just, no, uh, <laughs> no, never mind. Man, one time I was at a, um, crud, I can't even remember the name of the show that I was at, but it was at the Marquee, and there was a lady there with an afro, Right? And, I mean, we're talking a big, big, big afro. And not like the kind that is just held solidly in place, the kind that kind of bounces. Right. You know? It's just like that Reggie Watts afro. Exactly. And she's right in front of me, and she's bouncing up and down and bouncing up and down. And so maybe this is a party tip. If you got long hair, tie up your hair when you're in the audience. You it know, make as, things easier. as fun as, like, going to a metal concert and whipping your hair around is, like... If you're not in the, if you're just like in a packed audience, just 
get a hair tie or something because this lady's hair was just smacking me in the face, smacking me in the face, smacking me in the face, smacking me in the face. Finally, I'm like, all right, I got to get in front of this or do something. So I politely do the thing you do in crowds where you find a train that's going through the crowd, just weaving their way up, mm-hmm. right? And I just affix myself to the back of the train, and I'm like, she grabs my hair, yanks me back, and then scolds me. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Party tip: Don't do that. <laughs> do the opposite of that. <laughs> Be the party you want to see in the world. I don't think she wanted to see that party in the world. Yeah. 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 I definitely, uh, I've, I've noticed that there's a lot of uh, frustration and stress in concerts. And if, if you think that someone has harmed you or wronged you, definitely start off with kindness. Because I've seen like just confusion be like relayed with resentment and then that's relayed with resentment and then everyone's like mad at each other when it was yeah. just confusion to begin with exactly. you could just be like oh i'm sorry bro i'm drunk and then everyone's happy i think that's like a good way to solve all of geopolitics man yeah it's like hey just man try. all this hatred it's just confusion man can't you see this is the land of confusion uh-huh. uh-huh. i must have dreamed a thousand dreams all right, we've got about time for maybe one more with our crazy banter. Does anyone who has gone before, not gone before, have a crazy party tip? One more? Anybody? Yeah. I mean, I, I got several. Austin. Dish them out. You got one? Not that I is Wait, to me you're right like now. really putting me on this, but you're, you're calling my bluff right now. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, one. This is a shout out to Gio. Start wearing purple. <laughs> Tally's got it going on. <laughs> Already knows. Rocking yeah. that purple. Um, two potlucks are awesome. Just, they are. just append that to any party you're going to. Just like someone invites you to a party and they're like, "Hey man, you want to come to a party at my place?" And you're like, "What? You say potluck?" And they were like, "I didn't really think about it till now, but <laughs> yeah, if it. you want to bring some food and everyone wants to bring some food, dank." Tell you got a party tip? Don't don't spill the cocaine. Just spill the cocaine. I I have, I have done that party foul before. Ooh. And, and, and there, no. Oh man. I yeah. didn't even know what was going on. Someone just handed me a phone, and I was like, oh, what's on this phone? And they're like, oh, no, dude. And I was like, oh, cocaine. I didn't want cocaine. Mm-hmm. I thought you were showing me, like, a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could, we could just expand that to, like, all drugs. Just keep a handle on that. I mean, I remember one time we were partying out on the beach, right, the lovely beaches of Wyoming, and someone um, – and we had, like, one more bowl – or like you had one more bowl to be uh, more precise, yeah. and one guy's just like, "Oh man, let me hit that weed, dude!" And then as soon as he put his lips to the bowl and lit it, he coughed on greens, and that was the last of my stash. And that was the last of it. That was <laughs> everybody oh. at the party just going, "Hey, just load another, man!" Like, Can't load another. And I mean, it gets especially confusing with acid, where like one time it was my buddy's birthday. And we bought like eight tabs of acid and it was all good, except for like I was already on quite a bit of mushrooms. And um, allegedly. Someone, some allegedly, right, yeah. 
allegedly. Um, legal disclaimer, everything is entertainment, nothing is real, and nothing should be taken as fact. But anyways, so they, um, someone turns around and says to me, listen, man, Dwayne dropped all the acid. And I was like, oh, man, that's crazy, because, like, we all pitched in on that, and, I mean, like, kind of a dick move. And they're like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, Dwayne dropped the acid. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I get it, but, like, what's the big deal? And they were like, no, man, like, on the floor and in the trash can. And I was like, oh, that's completely different. <laughs> that was thinking the opposite of he's just like, no, he dropped all of the acid <laughs> in Dwayne's the world. In the corner, just yes, season out. I mean, it was his birthday. I would have understood, right. you know, but the fact that it was now like a hide-and-go-seek type thing. Mm, yep. Yeah. Well... Allegedly, I found some of it, but... And allegedly, I found the rest of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, like, the crazy one about that is, like, some of it fell into the trash can, and for some reason, every time I stuck my hand in the trash can, it felt wet, and then I'd pull my hand out of the trash can, and it felt dry, and the trash can was dry, so I had no idea what was going... Yeah, it was just... It probably was the cold of the plastic, but at the time, I was just like, this is the most weird air aquarium... I've ever reached into. And on that note, all right. I think we're uh, I think this is a this is a pretty good give it up for all the guests who have come up. You're very brave. Give it up Much for respect. our Grammy for finding a new form of shame in her grandsons with those <laughs> last couple of stories. And but like give it up for parties bringing people together, you know? Mm. It brought us together. It yeah. brought us all here. Yeah. And one more time for the corner beat. They gave us some food. Oh, my God. It's delicious. Scrum diddly um, All right. Y'all stick around because in about 10 to 15 minutes, probably closer to 10 to... Wow. Wow. That was just me saying it again. But, yeah. <laughs> y'all stick around. We're going to be breaking it down with the hardcore hip-hop EDM scene. We're going to get it live in here for y'all. Yeah. It's going to be dope. Yeah. All right. Party on, everybody. Party on. What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, hey, Austin. Hey, Kyle. Hey, hey what the, what the, we're leaving that in. Oh, we are leaving the what the fuck in? Yeah. I mean, we're, if we're we gonna, didn't, there's gonna, a second one. We're going to bark it out, of course. God. That's who we do. Yeah, Pokemon Go. Poke- the listeners don't know, man. No, I, yeah. Pokemon Go killed my father. How no, he's father. still alive. Oh, I mean, on the inside. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Do Yo, it. Welcome to bonus content. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an intimate evening with Kyle and Austin. Yeah, you just, you just heard the live podcast experience. And give it up to all those people that that shared their their little tidbits of wisdom. I know we had some past guests, some new friends, some uh, old relatives. Yeah, it was a good time. It was, a it, good was, time. it was a good time. And then we broke it down hard mm. afterwards, and you'll be able to find that on our live set, the third installment of this four-part thing that I'm putting out in anticipation of the Red Rock show. And speaking of the Red Rock show, I'd like to just dedicate some serious time to that because it seems like the most wackadoodle thing 
But we're going for it. Shooting for the stars, hardcore. And Shooting it, for the moon. And it definitely might seem like just solely my agenda, but I'm trying to make it, like, not just mine. Because the whole reason I'm so about that is there's just this constant voice in my head that's like, listen, bro, everybody wants this. This isn't just, like, a you thing. So I'm trying really hard to, like, branch out on it and make it, and everybody thing. And we definitely, we talked about having that be a block party. Yes. And um, kind of inviting artisans and entertainers galore and getting as many people on board of this as possible. Oh, yeah. So in no way do we want the listener to think, like, we're just plugging our show. We're just trying to gather, a, like, a, a, a gang of thieves such that we can have a great time together. Honestly, the thing about this that I hope everyone understands is I hope to make this as little about me slash us as physically possible. Like, I would love to be a very minor, almost like an extra, you know, just in some sense a promoter. You know how Quentin Tarantino, like, makes those awesome films, but he's not one of the hitmen in Pulp Fiction, he's just the guy who's like, you can't keep a dead body in my car in the garage or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he used harsher language than that, but it's 2018. (laughs) It's not, what, 97 when that came out? I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. I feel like we push the envelope in a lot of areas, and then we also, like, brought it back, and we're more reserved in a lot of issues. What are you talking so about? Just in like cinema us, and censorship. But are you saying us personally or no. just Hollywood in general? Uh, Hollywood in general. Well, it's a tough call to make because at the end of the day, they're trying to make money, right? Yeah. And you know, I, I go mean, too far. Yeah, but sometimes people that go too far get, right. get that payout. Yeah, and I think that honestly restricting yourself in certain ways allows you to branch out more in other ways right because on one hand you don't want you're not having people just throwing out the n-word all over the place especially referring to dead bodies in the car but on the other hand you get movies like moonlight which have you seen that i haven't seen that dude i know we're getting off topic here but i cried wow i'm not gonna lie just it's more a story of loneliness than anything. Okay. Yeah. And I'll check it it's out. It's brilliant. And speaking of loneliness, like, here is something you may not know about Yo Wollum's brothers, is being raised in, uh, in white suburbia, not as, I wouldn't say it's hard in the way, like, we're not thinking that someone's going to shoot us. They were not fighting for a life, a survival. Right. But then, then the existentialism comes in. Right, where it's just, I would say, growing up, I had anywhere between two and five friends at any given time, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was, um, like, in middle school, basically, like, core three or core two dudes, and then high school had the core three just for uh, Super Smash Bros. purposes. And, I mean, there, 
Speaking of saying terrible things, we recorded ourselves playing Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. And boy, the stuff we say is not appropriate for 2018. Oh, like wow. High school kids, especially high school dudes with no female influences. Oh, yeah. Monsters. Well, and and I am currently working in a business with no female employees. Hey, how is that? Um, Strange. There's really no one to keep us in check when it, it gets like to raunchy conversations. Mm. There's times where you're like, I, I don't think we should be talking about this, but there's really no negative consequences other than our own ethical dilemmas. So, Hey, man, I'm the first person in a room who's shooting down toxic masculinity and all that business. Good on you. I'm probably not, dude. Just Because we... Again, I'm trying to talk about this Red Rock show, and uh-huh. what where I was going with that was that growing up in especially two different suburban neighborhoods, right, mm-hmm. where we were shipped basically from house to house to house to house to house to house to house, like all the time, and um, and so when you were at one house, you could kind of see some people. But then you go to this other house, and then I basically just stayed inside the whole time. And all you really wanted was just friends and stuff. And then, Those same friends. Yeah, and then you go, a, a lot of those friends went off to college and such. I mean, a couple of them went off to college. And go to these college parties, and it seemed like they were having such a great time, and they were meeting all these people, and yada, yada, yada. Never had that until basically... I mean, Germany, in a way, because we kind of had the party apartment when... Yeah, but that, like, I've I've seen too many Snapchats of crazy rager house parties, right? and I don't think we ever got to that level. No, I think our most raging rager had, what, like, eight or nine people. Yeah. And back when we were dealing with someone else's house, we had a solid, like, 25 people show up to a party. Yeah. That was dope. That was a good time. That was a good But time. even then, just seems like dwarfed numeros. Yeah. And and that's fine, man. Yeah. Honestly, that's totally cool. But for all the people out there who are just sitting at home and just being like, man, I really wish like I was more in the know, in the click, in the in the happening in the happening stance. Like well, I wanna give that to you just some epic thing because here's the thing not to sh- throw hella shade and fire shots and all that but i mean coachella is so corporate at this point oh, like yeah. the guy who started coachella hates weed man yeah if you uh if you buy tickets you're you're supporting anti-weed agendas yeah they, it's like the hobby lobby of festivals the chick-fil-a of festivals Strange. It's the awesome Coke product. Brothers. Terrible, terrible views. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and the Jimmy John's of um, festivals. Shouted out a lot of shady business models. Shady businesses, yeah. yeah. We're just like, yeah, we'll take your money, poor people, and then we'll use it to make people hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the other thing about Coachella, man. They're getting sued right now because... Um, they have a clause in their contract 
that says that bands who perform at Coachella can't perform at any other venue like within a thousand miles in within like a certain number of months or whatever. So not only is it branding itself as like a oh it's your one chance to like see all these bands in one place, they're making it so it's your only chance to see those bands. It's not like some freedom of expression. It's it literally is not for the fans. Right. It's just kind of making it so that if you can't go to this overpriced, overpopulated festival, you kind of SOL. Exactly. It's restricting the music so that they can make bank. It's manufactured scarcity is basically what it is. Which That's a shame. is total BS, man. And, um... Uh, and again, that's fine. You know, corporate America can do what it wants. If people are going to fall for it, let them. I'm sure they're going to get tons of awesome snaps and Instagrams and all that kind of post. But what I am envisioning is something that's for the fans, by the fans. And I look up to Woodstock a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I... We should probably research it more because maybe that's a false icon. But from everything I hear, that was an event where nobody thought it was going to come through. They thought it was just going to be this little thing like, oh, this is going to be kind of crazy. And then it was just balls to the wall insane. And like more people showed up than they had amenities for. Exactly. And then people were, and then it started raining. And. Oh, man. And one of my teachers one time told me that it's probably something that's well understood but not talked about often enough is a lot of people probably did not have a good time at Woodstock, right? Mm -hmm. But you never hear a bad story from it. Right, I think it's like those... uh those massive events where if slightly more people had a good time than a bad time, that's going to be the story that gets propagated. And it is epic. I mean, not to take it to a dark place or anything, but look at just the very nature of war, right? War? The band? S- no. no. Why can't <laughs> the, we be friends? Why can't we be friends? They kind of really shut themselves down by making that song. It's like, war! Huh! <sighs> Yeah, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. A couple of good shows, you know, some good tracks. Exactly. It's just like you're really kind of raking yourselves through the mud, man. You don't, you're you're good for, why can't we be friends? Cisco Kid? Yeah. That's all I got. Right. (laughs) Three tracks. Woo. Music historians here. Bang. Bang. But. What I'm saying is look at the the nature of the the theater of warfare. By okay. all accounts, it totally sucks. I've never met any... I, I've got a couple of friends who have come out of the military. I've got um, plenty of war documentaries to refer to. Ken Burns' Civil War, you know? Watch it. War sucks. Like, it really sucks. That being said, try and convince a veteran it wasn't the most important thing they did. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. Like running a marathon. Boom. Like, like I, I get that you want to prove yourself that you could do this. 
But why would you need to do this? Right. <laughs> really, realistically, besides the personal achievement, there is no reason. I mean, I guess if you're raising money for cancer research or something. Yeah, and that being said, if we ever win wars, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, I did that, I helped uh, win mm-hmm. us that war. Yes, indeedy. Yeah, I fought for our freedom, but it sucked. <laughs> like, and and that's what this, I think, this Red Rocks event can turn into, because it's, okay, it's during an election year, you know? I don't want to get political with it, but it's just a current event thing that's going to happen. A lot of people are scared right now. I mean, yeah. you listen to the news, you listen to uh, the media, the podcasts, other podcasts that are more popular than this one. I was listening to a one on the How It Works Network because I'm addicted to all their freaking shows, and they should just hire us at this point because I know all their podcasts. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a good thing a, to put on your resume, right? I know all of your podcasts. I listen to all your stuff. What? Please, please put us on your network so we can have advertisements for ethnically ambiguous and the soundtrack thing and. Whatever else is on there. Oh, you're talking about how how it works. Yeah, the podcast. I yeah. got you. I got you. But this one in particular was stuff they don't want you to know, and they were bringing up how a lot of people message them and say that they feel like they're living in a Wikipedia article that is titled "Events Leading Up to the War." Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thought. Yeah. That's kind of the the role you lead when you're doing the whole I don't back down thing. It's like the don't mess with me, don't mess with me, don't mess with me. And everyone's like, or what? It's like, well, then we're going to kick your ass. It's like, well, I don't think we were necessarily messing with you to begin with. Now that you're all up in my face, I might need to do something about it. Right, and I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I ass. Is the thing like you're saying you're gonna kick my ass? I think I'm gonna kick your ass because you just brought a knife to a gunfight. But you just I brought think a gun to a nuke fight. You just brought a nuke to a love in mm-hmm. loving. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is the theory that I'm working on. You know, publishing many scientific scholarly articles because publisher peril, but. We're talking about lovers and fighters. You, you seem like you got a sneeze. I got, I got flame. You got flame? All right, we're taking a little break here. Hey, this is your good pal, Kay Willems. If you like the content you're hearing right now, please subscribe to the podcast and rate us five stars so other people can find out about the love <laughs> And we're back. So anyway, as I was saying, okay, so fighters versus lovers. Lovers and fighters. Fighters and lovers. Lovers. When the power of love becomes the love of power, then the world will know peace, man. I don't know if that's true. Here's what I do know. A motorcycle is going past us. I know that as well. Yes. But when it comes to the whole fighters and lovers thing, how do you convince a person who is isolated and angry and well-stocked and well-armed 
that the people around them only want the best for them, especially when they think the best for them is eliminating some sort of enemy. Because those people statistically have risen up in the past and killed a lot of people. And that is frightening that we haven't learned that by now. I mean, it's happening currently. And not no. in the United States, but definitely in the Philippines. And and a lot of the the like mass shootings that are going on, it definitely seems like somebody that desperately needs an outlet, and they see that as their only outlet. When there are so many other opportunities to kill the hate with love, and just kind of extend to them that like, hey, I know you think that killing these people will solve your problems. It's like that whole materialism with Dan thing. It's like if you just keep thinking that as soon as you do this, you're going to be happy. And you're just going to keep killing people. Right. Or, 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 here's the other part of it, is is thinking that there's no escape. Because it's right. one thing if you have something to look forward to. I mean, we talked to um, Susanna, Susanna Matthew the other, a couple weeks ago, and she was talking about Jesus Christ loves for us and all that shabazz. And I, I think that's great. If, if you got hope in your life, have at it. The advantage of that kind of belief system is that when you exit this earthly realm and you're tight with JC, then you have an eternity in heaven to look forward to, right? Mm-hmm. What if you, and I'm not saying y'all need Jesus, but what if you are an adolescent male, as, you know, so many of these people are, as, in fact, every one of them is, and in terms of the school shootings, not in terms of, like, every shooting ever, but, um, but you, either you have that knowledge of Christ but you don't think it's for you, right? Or you go the atheism route and or the like the pessimistic nihilism route and you think that none of this matters, right, in, in the meantime, and you're just in so much pain, you've been pushed down, you think the world has promised you a lovely girl and you're rapidly finding out that that's not true and maybe you don't have friends and you're getting bullied and stuff and... All of society is telling you that you're the one who has it easy, right? Like, listen, dude, you're a white male in America. You're playing life on easy mode, and you can't get your shit together, and you're still getting bullied, and you're still feeling picked on and isolated. You must be doing something really wrong, and no one's going to remember your name. It's like, well, they will if I bring an AR-15 in, and you can get the AR-15. I mm-hmm. mean... Shit, dude. I I'm not saying that it's justifiable in any way. It's completely monstrous. In fact, what I'm saying is that it shouldn't be that hard to just kind of snap someone out of that and and give them the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I think ICP for as much hate and flack as they get, and for as much as the FBI has labeled them as a gang, they've probably prevented so much violence by oh, yeah. just making certain people in society feel like they belong, even for a second. Right. Oh, amen. 
yeah. of just, just knowing that you're not the only one that thinks like you do and stuff like that. And it, to, to, to feel isolated definitely pushes people to drastic measures. Right. So just to be like, you know what? I may have these thoughts, but we all have these thoughts. So we just deal with it and yada, yada, yada. Right. And that is, that is the, the very spirit behind this Red Rock show is, hey, you, this is, and didn't know what they were doing in their life and just, it was tired of getting pushed down and pushed down and felt like they were wrong somehow because they were playing life on easy mode and they still couldn't get it together and they saw other people that for whatever reason society had deemed unacceptable get the things that they wanted and and was always pushed to the back of the line and was always told like hey man wait your turn 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 and then suddenly realizing that those people that you would that you were so angry at that he was so angry at were all also hurting you know right we're all going through our we're own thing we're all going through our own thing and the people who are being mean are have their own issues to deal with and we just we can't let everybody tell us that it's not okay because it totally is okay and that people in numbers right just in massive amounts affect change right Mm -hmm. and sometimes a few people with a lot of resources affect change right because they influence people and and the whole like trickle down system of it right you have people up at the top who are like hey i'll pay you to say this hey i'll pay you to say that hey i'll pay to see this and then other people in the system are just so starved for something to relieve that pain that they'll take the little bit of money and they'll do these freaking for lack of a better word batshit things that just kind of contradict common sense just to alleviate their pain a little bit or you know they'll they'll want to end it once and for all and there is a better way and the better way is congregating and making your needs known and just having reverence for something that's bigger than yourself even if that is something so simple and tangible as in like society or nature and i really hope this isn't coming off as like hippy dippy like far out man type stuff because i think it really is like very tangible brax tags practical knowledge oh yeah and if we're if we're bringing this from a place of these people that are isolated and like the idea of feeling alone and helpless is what drives a lot of people to irrational thinking then just coming together with people no matter how many people or what kind of people they are like just getting together with a large group of people you will find someone that has something in common with you like we all have these little ties that tether us together and all we need to do is find them but it is really hard to do that when you're by yourself 
So whether you like it or you like what's going on or you don't like what's going on, if you come out to this Red Rock show, you're gonna meet some cool people, and you're gonna you're gonna see some cool things. You're gonna you're gonna experience life that you may not have experienced had you not come to this thing. Exactly. That that is what it because I'm not gonna lie, man. I was quite quite the angry boy in high school. I mean. There are definitely some journal entry. My favorite journal entry, I don't know why I would say favorite, but my favorite one exemplifying this point is there was one journal entry where all it said was, I found an X-Acto knife during passing period, and all I can think about is stabbing this girl in the throat who's sitting in front of me. And it had nothing to do with her. And I love women, and that there is there's nothing about that that I would even consider at any point rational. Now it was just at the time I was dealing with a ton of stuff, and again all that stuff I said earlier, where it was just all this rage boiling, and I can't even imagine the way my life would have turned out had I had done that. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is literally insane, right? Yeah. However, you know what I did do? I went to freaking Red Rocks. And I went to this monolith festival. And I've described it before on this podcast many a time. But I met cool people. And I felt accepted. And I was opened up to this world where I literally didn't know that many people could be in one place having so much fun. And... I'll tell you, they had five stages set up, and so you had to work, and you had to walk around, and I, at this point, I was getting active, you know, I had been in football for two years, mm-hmm. but I didn't really feel like I fit in in football, but for the first time, I felt like I could find these little pockets where I fit in and just lose myself in, like, a mosh pit, or the lasers, or the lights, or the blah, 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 blah. And sure, yeah, okay, there were corporate sponsors, and of course they were trying to make money, and yada, yada, yada. All that stuff we said about Coachella probably could apply to Monolith, right? That's not what I want the this to be. I'd rather have it be sort of grassroots. But at the same time, like, that completely changed my life. And you didn't need some... You didn't. It didn't take religion because I had been to church at that point. Didn't stick. Um, it didn't take a relationship. It didn't take sex. I was still a virgin at this point. It didn't take um, money because I spent what little I had on the ticket, and I basically didn't eat for a day <laughs> because I, the snacks at Red Rocks were crazy expensive. Work. Definitely picnic that stuff. Yeah. But if you can. But it completely changed my worldview and instead of going back to school with all this hate and anger inside me, I I just felt renewed and refreshed and and excited where there there was an there was a light at the end of the tunnel. It wasn't it was no longer I will always feel this pain. It was 
at the very least, there will be another show, and I can go to that, and it will be dope. And I understand that some people don't like crowds, and I want them to understand that there's going to be places where you can be where it's not like going to be super crowded. You don't have to be at the epicenter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are multiple forms of congregation other than concerts that no matter what, you won't know what you love until you do things. Like, you don't find it out by hearing about it. Or, like, you don't know you love it by hearing about it, I guess. Exactly. You, it, There definitely is something to be said about experiencing firsthand. They, there's that whole philosophical debate whether, like, if Susie knows everything there is to see about the color red, but she was raised in a black and white room and had never seen the color red, would she learn anything by actually seeing the color red for the first time? Wow. And, I mean, it's been a philosophical debate for a long time because it's one of those things where there is no definitive answer. But I'm saying... It's really hard to learn everything about a color without having seen said color. Like, I really don't know how to describe colors you know well the way the question is formatted is she understands the wavelength she understands what it elicits in the brain she understands what um, which things are red so if you showed her a black and white apple in the black and white room that she was always raised in mm. I mean like our dad is colorblind right yeah. he knows red when he sees it right mm. I mean for the most part he has no trouble driving in traffic right yeah but he doesn't necessarily fully understand the greatness that is red right exactly well you. according to him one time when he was tripping he saw a sky full of color so who knows allegedly yeah allegedly <laughs> I don't that's way past the statute of limitations that was like 30 years ago oh okay yeah um, but what I'm saying is there is no way you can tell Susie what she will think of seeing red for the first time. Right. Everyone's experience is different and varied. Right. So like ex- expressing what the, the massive populace believes right. doesn't quite get to what like our little snowflake opinion of it. And I mean snowflake in a positive term, not in a negative term. Right now, like, you tiny little snowflake. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It is a beautiful thing. (laughs) Bless you, bless you. Gesundheit, gesundheit. Vielen Dank. Word. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, if we, and by we, I mean America, because this is America, through a party, the likes of which had never been seen before. You could have every hater in the world thinking they'd know everything there is to know about this party and have a preconceived judgment of whether or not it was worth it. Mm-hmm. But until it happens, I'm saying they don't. And they're never going to know the greatness that it might be. 
or the epic flop it might be right but you never yeah you definitely can't knock it till you try it exactly and then i i I'm, i just want to back up and say that i don't think either of us have been to coachella so no. i i don't want to say in any way that it's worth it but it might still be have you know having some positives in there so ch- change ways owner of coachella but also you know keep, keep the, yeah keep the party going keep the festies coming that's that's fine man i mean a festival is a great way to amass a bunch of people in bands and have a ton of fun but at the same time come on man Keep the <laughs> you keep the keep the ideals of the people that are going to your shows. Exactly. At heart. Don't take the money from here. I mean, like, granted, that's a great business strategy. Like, take the money from your enemy and then use it against them. Ha 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 ha. But come on, man. Come on, man. But I just, I mean, I think we've sufficiently filled up our hour here. What I just, the last thing I want to say is. April 1st, 2020. If you're on board, hit us up. K at Willems.com. A at Willems.com. You can call the party hotline at 4242423817. Yes. Beautiful every time. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, K Willems. I check it so rarely just because I'm not popular. But also Instagram at K Willems. I think what's your Instagram? You got one? Snapchat? Snapchat Austin. A Wolms. A Wolms. Yeah. All one word. Pretty sure there's an underscore. Underscore A Wolms. Hit me up on Snapchat. Just K Wolms, man. It's it's good. Hit us up on all social medias. We're gonna make this thing happen. I don't know how we're gonna fund it, but you now know the saga. And we have, I think, like 94 weeks so 94 more episodes before this whole thing goes down goes down oh snap oh snap but in the meantime party on party on party on tell the next one tell the next one Alright, that was a great episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, Special thanks to all our live guests, and look out for the live recording we made of the hip-hop set that we did after that. Like, subscribe, give us five-star reviews, email us at katwillems.com or aatwillems.com, and give us a call at 424-23817. Alright, I think that's everything. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, Wellums, you know what it is. You already know what it is. You want to go full D, you're like, welcome to Ye Ultimate Party.